Hornet Heaven, Series 11, Episode 2, The Reset. Written by Ollie Wickham, read by Colin Mace. Earth Season, 2019-2020. It was the evening of Saturday the 21st of September 2019. Watford had just lost 8-0 at Manchester City. Bill Mainwood, Hornet Heaven's head of programmes, was in the atrium, trying to lift his friend's spirits. Come on, you lot. I know what'll cheer us up. Let's go and watch an old Watford game together. But Bill had underestimated the humiliation Hornets fans were feeling after the worst ever league defeat in the club's history. Watford, sir? Never heard of them, sir, said Bill's 13-year-old assistant, Derek Garston. Luton fan me. Always have been, said Neil McBain. Oh, dear. Come on, everyone. I know it was a bad result this afternoon, but you can't escape the fact that being in Hornet Heaven proves we're Watford fans. It's an undeniable truth as undeniable as the historical fact that Henry Grover founded the club in 1881. No, I didn't. Oh, hello, Henry. I've never had anything to do with Watford. Not now, not ever. Henry leaned into Bill, tapped his nose and said, You haven't seen me, right? The next day, on the Sunday morning, feelings in Hornet Heaven were still raw, following the 8-0 defeat. Bill decided to consult Henry about what could be done to help people cope. So he went to the father of the club's usual booth in the gallery restaurant. He found Henry fuming. No commitment! We're an embarrassment! Yes, an embarrassment! A living endorsement! But Henry... My uncle doesn't want to know. He says we are a disgrace to the human race. He says, how can you show your face when you're a disgrace to the human race? Bill sensed that a madness had descended. He decided to leave Henry alone for a while and left the restaurant. Henry shouted after him, You're not to come and see me no more. Keep away from my door. On the Monday morning, Henry still hadn't calmed down. When Bill bumped into the father of a club on Occupation Road outside the Hornet's shop, Henry's face twitched slightly as he told Bill, Saturday's performance was a disgrace. As a Watford fan, I demand a refund. Honestly, Henry, all you did was go through the ancient turnstile to watch the game. What money did you spend? You forget, Bill. I bought the ball for the original kickabout in Castlebury Park that started Watford Rovers in 1881. I want my money back for that. This runs deep. On the Tuesday morning, Bill was chatting to his young assistant, Derek Garston, in the atrium. Well, young man, you seem to have recovered successfully after the ignominy at the Etihad. Any tips I could pass on to Henry? What I did was mug up on the stats of all the thumpings in Watford's history, sir. 
Some were even worse than Saturday, sir. For example, we lost 10-0 to Wolves in the FA Cup in January 1912, and 11 to Southampton in the Southern League in December 1902, sir. Ah, a bit of historical perspective has helped, has it? Very interesting. Look, here comes Henry now. I wonder if he's ready to... Hello, Henry. How are you feeling? Do you want to discuss Saturday's game yet? None of us shall speak of Saturday again. Oh, dear. Derek stepped in and squeaked. Across the decades, Mr Grover, sir. There must be a very long list of Saturdays that you never want to talk about, Mr Grover, sir. I bet I could list them all, Mr Grover, sir. The first one would have been Saturday the 14th of October, 1884. Careful, young man. I think Henry's still... When Watford Rovers lost 6-0 to a team called the Cedars, Mr Grover, sir. Never happened. The next one would probably be Saturday the 6th of December, 1884, when Watford Rovers lost 5-2 to Burkhamsted Grammar School, Mr Grover, sir. Derek, my boy. But it's a fact, sir. Mr Grover was playing in defence, sir. He shipped five against a team of schoolboys, sir. Lies. All lies. Then there was the 8 milk drubbing at Millwall in 1902, Mr Grover, sir. The 8-1 thrashing at Aberdare Athletic in 1926. The 8-1 flaying at Crystal Palace in 1959. Suddenly, something inside Henry seemed to break. That's enough. Saturday must be expunged from the record. Burn the programmes. Burn the programmes. Burn the programmes. Bill realised there was now an urgent need to help Henry deal with the city result. So he took the father of the club inside the stadium to the sensory room to try and soothe him. Derek tagged along behind. Henry stretched himself out on a yellow beanbag in the calming area and gazed at a wall projection of an aquarium. After a while, he seemed less distraught. Thank you, Bill. I'm feeling a little more centred now. I'm starting to see that I may have overreacted to losing 8-0 on Saturday. Don't blame yourself, Henry. As fans, we all have a tendency to take these things a bit too personally. Yes. In fact, I should probably count myself lucky that in Hornet Heaven we aren't exposed to taunting by fans of other clubs. That always rubs salt into the wound. Nonsense, Mr Grover, sir. You can't beat a bit of joshing, Mr Grover, sir. Derek, have you had a tact bypass today? In fact, it would have been brilliant if some kind of Victorian Twitter had existed in 1884 after your Berkhamsted grammar debacle. You'd have found yourself underneath a proper pile on Mr Grover, sir. That would have been hilarious banter, Mr Grover, sir. Would it? Careful, my boy. What's hilarious for one person isn't necessarily hilarious for... I remember when I was still alive. In January 1920, sir, after we lost 4-1 at South End, sir, one of my cousins from Essex posted me a letter, sir. It was in fountain pen, sir, with copper plate handwriting, sir. It just said, 
Three sheets of foolscap of it, sir. Brilliant banter, sir. Oh, dear. The thought of that is starting to make me feel... Don't listen to the boy, Henry. It's not easy up here. Down on earth, when what would take a terrible trancing, people can shore up their self-esteem with other things that are going well in their lives. They have other identities to draw on. For us, though... Watford Football Club is all we've got. There's nothing else in our existence. So we're more vulnerable. Ha! You're making us sound like snowflakes, sir. Mr Grover just needs to man up. So, like on Saturday, when we go a goal down after 52 seconds... Steady, young man, don't... Three down after 12 minutes... Derek, I think Henry was starting to feel better. Five down after 18 minutes. <laughs> Burn the programmes. <laughs> Burn the programmes. <laughs> Sorry, sir. I'm not being much help. Am I, sir? On the Tuesday afternoon, Bill decided to implement his usual foolproof way of solving problems in Hornet Heaven. Come on, Henry. Let me take you on one of my magical history tours. He reckoned he could neutralise the humiliation Henry was still feeling from Saturday's 8-0 defeat by taking the father of the club to a few 8-0 Watford victories. So they fetched programmes from the shelves and went through the ancient turnstile to an 8-0 win over Grays United in 1903. An 8-0 win over Southern United in 1906. And an 8-0 win over Darlington in 1987. They finished with Bill's favourite, Watford 8, Sunderland 0, on the 25th of September 1982. Bill and Henry watched as a rampant Graham Taylor side hammered goal after goal past the hapless Wearsiders. Nigel Callahan, twice. Ross Jenkins, twice. And Luther Blissett, four times. It was glorious. As Luther swept home the eighth goal, Bill cheered exuberantly. Henry, though, winced as if in physical pain. Oh dear, Henry. Are you all right? No, Bill. Look at what the humiliation at City has done to me. I've developed empathy for opponents when they're getting spanked. Empathy as a football fan. I'm ruined. Bill was running out of ideas for helping Henry. In desperation, he took the father of the club through the players' entrance on Occupation Road and down to the medical area adjoining the home dressing room. Bill noticed there was a lot of high-tech equipment for scientific measurement and monitoring. He turned to an 83-year-old man with cropped white hair, a granite jaw a broken nose and a thousand wrinkles. 
He asked, Are you sure this will help him, Pat? Pat Malloy had joined Watford in 1951. He'd become a fixture at the club as trainer and physio for four decades before arriving in Hornet Heaven in 1993. Pat helped Henry onto a treatment table and replied, Works every time. On every kind of problem? Knocks, strains, everything. I even used it on broken legs. But I think Henry's problem is more in the mind. Exactly where this thing works. Pat pulled a wet sponge from its rubber casing. Henry stared and said, The magic sponge? How's that meant to... Pat lifted Henry's hat and pressed the sponge onto the top of Henry's head. Ice-cold water ran down Henry's face. He got to his feet in shock. There. All better, lad. No! I'm just wet! Nonsense. You'll be fine in a moment, lad. Just run it off. Bill and Henry walked back up Occupation Road. Henry's Victorian clothes were soaked through. Residents of Hornet Heaven pointed and laughed at him. <coughs> seeing when you're dripping, you're only seeing when you're dripping. I've suffered humiliation after humiliation. Eight nil at City, and now this. I'm going into hiding, Bill. Henry ran off. Bill didn't know what to do. He'd made his way up the slope to the atrium. Inside the atrium, at a complete loss, Bill flopped onto one of the yellow leather sofas. Johnny Allgood, Watford's first ever manager, was sitting beside him. Good evening, Bill. Something bothering you? Oh, hello, Johnny. Yes, there's a problem with Henry. He can't seem to get over our defeat at Man City on Saturday. I've tried everything. Even a magical mystery tour didn't work. Ah, he'll be fine in a couple of minutes. Thank you for trying to be reassuring, Johnny, but I don't think you quite understand the scale of the... Relax, Bill. Like I said, he'll be fine in a couple of minutes. What are you trying to say? Time is a great healer. If you're relying on time to do its stuff, Johnny, the state Henry's in, it's a good job we're here for eternity. I'm seeing he'll be fine in literally two minutes. More like one now, possibly less. What? How? What happens in... Programs in! Swansea's in! There you are. The answer to Henry's problem. There's a new game to go to. Golly. You mean it's going to be that simple? Aye. Going to a new Watford game always resets a fan's emotions, no matter how bad you're feeling after the last game. Of course. Why didn't I... Right. 
I need to find Henry. Bill found Henry and took him through the ancient turnstile. Where are you taking me now, Bill? I'm not ready for anything to do with Watford. The two men made their way to the family stand at the vicarage road end and climbed to the top. Here you are, Henry. A fresh game. Watford versus Swansea in the Carabao Cup. Henry sat and looked around the stadium. The floodlights were shining in front of a jet-black sky. The pitch was sparkling. Fans in bright yellow were settling in the stands. There was a buzz of anticipation. Henry leaned back in his seat and said, Ah, Swansea, eh? We can beat these. Bill smiled at his old friend. All better, Henry. Henry gazed out over the stadium. He felt at home. At one. Especially when a familiar sound started up. Bring it on, Bill. I'm ready for anything to do with Watford. You horns, Bill. You horns, Henry. The end. The next episode of Hornet Heaven will be Series 11, Episode 3. Memories Maketh Man. Hornet Heaven was created and written by Watford fan Ollie Wicken. It was read by Watford fan Colin Mace. It was produced by Watford fan John Mooney. Music by Watford fans... Steve Joy and Jeff Wicken.